season starts tonight so hopefully you listened to the western conference edition yesterday or maybe you're just a big pistons fan i don't know and we're holding out for this episode either way the eastern conference edition of bartenders is here with you right now we ran down every team in the nba's lesser conference and compared them to an alcoholic beverage or situation this one's a fun listen i gotta be honest uh, i cannot think of a better way to prime you for the season than how we did it enjoy it Thank you so much for uh, for doing this one more time. Are you more excited about the East or the West this year? Uh, I think I think the East just because of like I don't know all the mediocrity surrounding it and who's going to come out on top. I think for NBA bartenders, I'm more excited for the East, but yeah. Basketball, I'm more excited for the West. That's, oh, completely. That sounds about right. Uh, let's start it <laughs> off with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I I'll, I'll just get going because I. I I'm literally going to steal, not steal, because I mean, I might have had it first. Jordan just doesn't know it. Uh, from something that he had from the, the Western Conference edition, I had the Hawks as the, the four loco team. I think you got to give one four loco designation a year. Um, the four loco in that the situation with the Hawks this year just cannot end well. Uh, but boy, oh boy, it will be fun. You have Trey Young, obviously. Uh, the, the Hawks are your annual reminder that Miles Plumley, not Mason, Miles Plumley, makes $12 million a year playing basketball. Uh, Torian Prince now goes by Torian Waller Prince. Did anyone know that? I sure didn't. Um, what? They're going to shoot a ton of threes. Uh, I love John Collins. I love Amari Spellman. I like Prince. Uh, I think that this team is going to be fun, but uh, might lose a game and give up 150 points at some point this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say that's even more optimistic than what I was uh, envisioning for the Hawks. So uh, I went with like a, a morning Bloody Mary kind of to, to take one from your West uh, predictions, Brandon. Um, there's there's potential for, you know, some flavor, some spice, uh, but it's not a drink that, I think you want to go to maybe maybe the morning after after drinking. Let's go with that. Um, I am not the biggest Trey Young fan, but I like how they have surrounded um, or like they've made up their mind at least what what they want to do with the team in regards to uh, everyone being able to shoot the ball. Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be at least exciting, um, but. I don't envision big things for this team anytime soon. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what, what Travis Schlink, the GM of the Hawks, would love to hear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this this is about to be my second Sancho's reference of the night. Um, but I'm not sure if you remember this, Jordan. Remember the, the board on the bar where they had the drink specials of the week? Oh, yeah. In, like, and like, neon? Yeah, it was like they had different flavored uh, margaritas. Yeah. You knew it was going to be bad, but at the same time, you're like, there's going to be like six shots of alcohol. Yes. So I'm just going to go for it. And I Why not? That's kind of what the Hawks are doing. They're like, this team is not going to be very good, but we're going to go for it. That's, yeah. yeah. They, they, I mean, it's Atlanta. I, I think that the funniest part with the Hawks is that, uh, that uh, Mike Budenholzer, who is now the coach of the Bucks, who we'll get to very shortly, um, basically looked at what the situation that was going on with Atlanta and said, I can't do this. And Atlanta said, you know what? We agree. Go coach somewhere where you can go win freely because we have no interest in winning uh, for the foreseeable future. And uh, it's the, the, the word tank is written all over the Hawks' forehead. Um, but, uh, yeah, just stay tuned because it's the, the process is building as we speak. Yes. Uh, to uh, to my Boston Celtics, who um, they got better again, bringing Gordon Hayward back. Um, didn't play at all last season outside of the first five minutes of that Cleveland game. Um, I think we did we did uh, bartenders after that game actually uh, last year, and so that was factored into everything. Um, did not expect what we got from Jason Tatum. The leap forward we got with. Uh, uh, with with Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving working out fairly perfectly for the 60 games he did play. All looks very good in Boston. 
Jordan, why don't you start us off? What do we have for the Celtics? I just went with a timeless classic um, and kind of the embodiment of winning champagne. Uh, I think the Eastern Conflict conference is kind of theirs to lose like when you look at their roster from top to bottom and people say that or i guess the experts and gms around the league say that um tatum is a top 25 player in the league jalen brown's a top 50 player in the league and yet they might not either of them average 15 points a game on this roster i think that's saying a lot uh they have players all around the floor who can light it up and then do their job um, just like Horford and whatnot. So, yeah, I think, uh, like I said, Eastern Conference, uh, I, th- I think it's theirs and probably theirs for a while. At least they should be in contention for a while. So, yep. Caleb, what do you got? Uh, this is something that might be near and dear to your heart, Brandon, but I had the Boston Celtics as the New England-style hazy IPA, which has just swept across the nation like – crazy um for those of you that don't know i i sell beer for a living and like literally every brewery that we sell has come out with a hazy ipa in the last two months and it just seems like everyone loves them and i think that's kind of the case with the celtics is that everyone loves watching this team play uh like jordan was just saying they have a bunch of young guys who are were awesome last year and now with with hayward and Kyrie back, like they're not even going to be their two or three best players anymore. Uh, it, it's just an embarrassment of riches, really. What is a hazy IPA? Uh, it 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 literally looks like orange juice in a glass. I like that. It's usually, it's pretty... in a, usually in a bulbous glass. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because like out here, I don't think that they're that. I mean, they're like. That is a style of IPA out here, but I think that uh, out here it's more like whatever Harpoon makes. Harpoon is like the local brewery, and I think that like kind of dominates this the scene. So it's funny that the New England IPA gets exported out here, but that might be more of like a, a Maine thing, like a Vermont thing. Uh, but now we're yeah. <laughs> now we're in a different podcast. Anyways, uh, for me, <laughs> for me, the uh, the Celtics are a craft cocktail, and I've met going run into a few places out uh, in the Northeast. I guess if we're counting Montreal as the Northeast. Bar, shouts out Barla Jockey uh, and Venice Fizz House in uh, in Portland, Maine. Um, that are craft cocktail spots. Super cool. You go in there, you tell them what you like, what you don't like, and they make you a beverage, and they're usually incredible. Uh, same thing with the Celtics. I just feel like whatever they need, they can drum up a lineup uh, to make that work. Um, the ch- like If you go through Boston's lineup I, I and, and, and look at how many players would you consider useful – NBA players. Most most teams you go through, you can find like eight, right? Eight, nine. Yeah. Some teams can give you 10. Uh, very few. I count as many as 13, probably 12 on the Celtics roster of players that are that are useful and have a clear and defined role uh, on this team, which is just incredible that Stevens can go that deep and probably is a, is a credit to Stevens for making us uh, see the, the talent in these players uh, that he has in his roster. So it's um, they're so deep, they're so versatile, they're so uh, talented now with, with Tatum and, and Brown and Kyrie and Hayward and Horford and, and Marcus Smart coming back um, that I just think that this is a team that is going to give a lot of teams uh, a lot of fits. My question to you, fellas, is rank the Celtics' four best players. Oh, man. In terms of just four best or in terms of best for this team? Four best players. Uh, I got it. It's go uh, for it. Kyrie, Gordon, Al Horford, Jason Tatum. Okay. Mm. Wow, this is really tough. Uh, my God. All right, Kyrie. Um, shit. <laughs> I honestly am struggling with this. Kyrie, Al Horford, Hayward, Tatum. I don't think either of you are wrong. Like I, I think that 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 question can produce all twenty four permutations of answers for the Celtics, and that just kind of I think is a good thing in that your four best players are are all really good and on that same plane. Uh, but I don't know if that if that might be the Celtics undoing is that they don't have like the the super superstar level player yet. Um, 
and that might be in our Anthony Davis discussion from earlier. But it is interesting mm-hmm. that uh, those four guys, like there are people that would tell you Tatum's the best player in, in that entire bunch. And um, there's, I I think people would also maybe include Jalen Brown in that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's and then there's people that ask what what's you know why is Horford in there? Some Celtics fans that think rebounding <laughs> is the most important stat in the world, uh, asking why Horford is in that top four uh, and not Jalen Brown or not Marcus. Uh, instead of, of one of those guys <laughs> as well, so it's it's uh, it's an embarrassment of riches, honestly, in in Boston. Um, Sixty wins, I think, is totally in their future uh, this season. In fact, um, I would I would let's say I would bet on it, uh, and maybe already have. But um, yeah, it's 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 a fun situation in, in Boston right now. To um, I like it to the Nets. Are, are people forgetting how Gordon Hayward is? That's another thing, right? Hay- Hayward was like a. a, a 24, 4 and 5, uh, all NBA small forward two years. Yeah, wasn't ago. he second team all NBA? Uh he was not second team because I think we had a bet on that. Yeah, I think he was third team and Rudy Gobert was second team. Or first and second, one of those two. But either way Something like that. Yeah. He was all NBA but not as high as Gobert. Um, which means he wasn't first team, but yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Hay- Hayward Hayward coming back and adding that to that that team is it, it, it's just kind of a, a fun fun problem to have, and so they'll they'll figure that out. To the Nets, where I will uh, try and contain my enthusiasm for this team uh, as best as I possibly can. Uh, Caleb, start us off. Uh, Brooklyn, I had it's it's a single gin and tonic, but then you taste it and you really wish you ordered a double gin and tonic. Mm, and I, you can I go back that, and get another. I say that because that costs more. <laughs> they have a lot of fun pieces, but they they still don't have their guy that they're they're building around. I like. And this. when you have a double gin and tonic, that's what you're building your night around. So like uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is a is a triple gin and tonic. Um, Hayward is probably a, a double, and Ronda Hollis Jefferson is a single. Karis Levert's a single. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R- 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 they have a lot of they have a lot of singles. Yeah. Uh that's that's really good. I, I I dig that a lot. Um I I will go with the Nets. The Nets are at a certain point, like, you know, in college, post college, you're you know, you're so used to to smearing off in a certain level of vodka. Uh, but at a certain point you're just like, why don't we just go one step up? Why don't we try the next thing? And then you sub Tito's in, and you involve Tito's in your life, and you're like, "This is this is amazing. Why why didn't I have this before? This changes my entire outlook on vodka. I'm now one step more uh, woke as a as a beverage consumer. <laughs> I think that, that Brooklyn is is right there, uh, and they have reached the next step. It's not it's not the step where they're uh, you know a, a, a leading contender in the East. However, when you add guys like Kenneth Fareed, uh, Damari Carroll, Jared Dudley, Ed Davis, true pros pros, um, they uh, it's kind of like when Philly brought Elton Brand and Carl Landry in to just kind of uh, contain the ship in, in, you know, a, in a very young locker room. Uh, Joe Harris re-signed when he could have gone anywhere he wanted to. It's just starting to look a little bit more mature in Brooklyn. They're kind of pushing the chips in a little bit towards... Uh, that next step as as a as a developing franchise. Go yeah. goats, by the way. Go goats. Still beyond me that he went to Chelan, but that's <laughs> that's, that's wild. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's also wild is how crazy close we were. I didn't put a, a label on the vodka, but I literally just said good vodka. Ah. And yeah. So yeah, for I mean, for all the same reasons, like it. I think, like. If nothing else, this is a really good platform to work off of. And someone from this team, I don't know who it will be, but I think someone's going to, like referencing Caleb, is going to go to a double. Like someone is going to go to a double gin tonic here. Who would, like, who would is that, be? That's tough. Like I think just for the pure star aspect of it, I still think D'Angelo Russell can do it. Um, yeah. And then I think uh, Jared Allen has that same quality to him too where maybe he's not like as well known because of maybe like the position he plays, but he can be that important also because of the position he plays and the things that he can do defensively. Um, 
And then, I mean, you throw in Dinwiddie and, and Karis LeVert, and I don't know if they could maybe become that player, but uh, they're so solid. I like that. I think I think we were we were very uh, very synergized on that on that yeah. one. We were all on the same page, and uh, For maybe, sure. maybe I've just you know brought you into my 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 gospel of, of Brooklyn Netsdom. But uh, <laughs> either way, let's run with it. Um, go Nets! Uh, and their hair is just fabulous. Yeah, very stylish. All around, very stylish team. Even even Joe Harris has got the like the Brooklyn scruff going on. Looks like he's an indie filmmaker. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've got a good aesthetic going on uh, in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. um, I need to stop talking about the Brooklyn Nets, otherwise it's going to get off the rails. Uh, to the Charlotte Hornets, um, let's start with Jordan. Um, I went with a canned margarita because for some Whoa. reason these are becoming more of a thing. So, yeah, kind of weird, but I like margaritas and I'll get behind anything of hard alcohol in a can. So I think they're going to be fun and – um, with the young guys, this, I mean, it's preseason, but Bridges showing promise and then Monk, hopefully he takes a step up. Uh, I think, I think they could be really fun. I don't know if the fun equals good, but I think they're going to be, uh, at least, I don't, I don't want to say contender, but they're, they're going to be, they're going to be good. That's all. That's all I'm going to say there. Uh, playoffs. I think anyone in the whole East can make the playoffs. So I'm going to say they're They can fight for, you know, middle of the road in the East. Caleb, what you got? Uh, yeah. For, for the Hornets, I had, this is the, uh, the like weird IPA that's on special during happy hour at your local bar. And you're like looking at the menu and you're like, yeah, I'm not really sure what that is. And the, the bartender's like, yeah, I'm not really sure what that is. <laughs> like some people kind of like it. Other people don't really like it. That's kind of where I'm at with the Hornets. I, I like some of their pieces. It seemed like they were kind of going to go younger and, and let some of these younger guys play. And then they brought in Tony Parker, which was kind of weird. Uh, I, I mean, I get it with bringing the uh, the assistant from, from the Spurs over to be their new head coach. Uh, but yeah, this this team kind of, I, I thought they underperformed last year. And, and it seems like they could be right in that 7-8 eight range this year i i love miles bridges i think he he could be um right at the top of the list of best in-game dunker this year in the league oh i like it yeah miles miles bridges is going to be i had uh, get acquainted with him on uh house of highlights because he's going to make quite a few appearances this year even some that don't actually end up finishing but just he like hurts someone on his way to try and get a tip jam <laughs> similar to, to chris Daps, uh when he came into the league of just no one knew how to box him out yet or knew to box him out yet, and he just was getting so much putback action. Uh, expect similar stuff from Bridges there. Um, with Charlotte, I, I am not as excited with them. I'm, I'm like, I was like, what's the alcoholic equivalent of a yawn? And I said, a glass of white wine. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm, I'm not excited about it, but it'll it'll do the trick. Uh, so I had Charlotte as a, a glass of, of just house house white. Um, and you guys talked about the nuts and bolts, so I want to bring up uh, this theory I have about um, having a, a bad contract three-on-three tournament in the middle of, of the NBA season. Uh, and Charlotte's team, so the, the rules for the tournament are you have to make more than $10 million and you have to not be a, an integral part of a, of a basketball team, so not one of the team's four best players, I decided. Charlotte's squad... Uh, this is tough because Nick Batum is probably like, their second or third best player, um, but I, I stretched it. Nick Batum, uh, Bismack Biombo, and Marvin Williams are are their three. They all make more than ten million dollars, which is disgusting. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna ask the same question that you asked earlier about who their top five highest paid guys are because I was looking at this earlier today. Like Kemba Kemba Walker is their sixth highest paid player. It's almost like their owner doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but uh, but then you got, for the Bucks. the Bucks have a good squad. John Henson, uh, Tony Snell, and Delhi as their 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 bad contract three-on-three three three team. The Knicks have a good squad. Yoakam Noah, uh, Tim Hardaway, and Courtney Yoakum. Lee. Wait, wait, wait. What What was that? Sorry, <laughs> Joakim. It was, a, it was a harpoon flannel Friday stuck in my mouth. Um, and, uh, then Portland actually with Evan Turner, Mo Harkless and Myers, Myers 
I think yeah. I think that team probably wins, and it's not it's not like a, a fun win. It's like oh my god, we we won we won the bad contract round. There's a bank, banks and a three to win that tournament or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's my you know people talk about like the mid season tournament. I I think that's the one I want to see. But uh, I digress. Uh, to the the Bulls. It would be weird if Jordan didn't start this one off, so I want you to do that, Jordan. I said your first pregame drink of choice. Um, you're just kind of starting things off, but it's a—I think it's a decent start. Um, it's nothing. I don't think it's anything flashy, but honestly, after all the kind of, I guess, turmoil that they've been through, I think they put together a serviceable roster for this year, and there's not a lot of. I mean, besides Levine's contract, which I'm not huge on, there's not a lot of pieces that you wouldn't like to have. Um, if Parker doesn't work out, his contract's only two years. And then besides that, you got a lot of young guys or guys that you can dump off. Portis, probably going to be gone. I absolutely love Wendell Carter. So you, you throw in him, you, I guess you're kind of stuck with Levine, but I'm okay with it. And then uh, Chris Dunn to work off of. And then some of the other guys who can hopefully light it up. I mean, I like Antonio Blakenly as much as the next guy. And hopefully uh, Chandler Hutchinson. And um, Who's who's the next guy that likes Antonio Blakenly? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Does the next guy Do you like Antonio Blakenly? I, I do, but I think like the generic next guy does not know who that is. For for sake of my argument right now, you're the you're the next guy. There we go. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that works. And then of course, and and marketing. Yeah. So yeah. Marketing. There we go. That was that was some good optimism there. I was I was not. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to be. Yeah. You're are you have to more? Be. Are you more optimistic about the Bears or the Bulls? Ooh. Uh, the the Bears. Okay. Bears yeah. Nasty. Yeah, they're kind of good. Uh, if the if the Bears defense was the Bulls defense, how many games would the Bulls win? If the Bears defense was the <laughs> Bulls defense. Are you saying like if the Bulls uh, defense was as good as the Bears defense? I guess you can or say like it that if, way. Or if Khalil Mack played power forward. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> he fell out in 28 seconds. Um, but... I would like them a lot at that point because they have a lot of guys who can play offense and can't play defense. So yeah, that would help. I, I said uh, I said the Bulls were uh, were an angry orchard, um, not for any specifics about like the flavor or side or anything. That just that I would describe Chicago Bulls fans as an angry orchard uh, by, <laughs> by January of this season after watching that team play. Yeah, it's possible. Um. My my drink, and this is mainly because uh, Jordan is a, a Bulls fan, but I had Dirty Dogs. And there we go. For those of you that don't know what Dirty Dogs are, um, I'm saying this because this was young in Jordan's drinking career, much like the Bulls are young in their refill days. A Dirty Dog is when you mix mug root beer with Monarch Silver Rum. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, jordan used to love them and i had i had a feeling that you were gonna love the bulls this year um i i do really like wendell carter too i think i think him and marketing is is gonna be a lot of fun to watch it's just i'm curious to see how much those two play together if they're gonna trust those two on the court at the same time eventually Maybe not right away. They're yeah, gonna, yeah. you know, Lopez is there, but eventually. And if you asked, uh, if you asked the the Bulls staff what um, what position Jabari Parker plays, I would also be very curious as to, to the answer to that question. Um, I would hate the answer to that question because <laughs> if it's if it's not a three, then I don't know why you signed him. But that's that's a different story. Um, yeah. To uh to the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, I had the Cavs as an 82 game detox <laughs> from what they have in- <laughs> endured over the last uh, four years with LeBron. Um, it it's been a lot. 
and they are going to take their lumps this season. And I think it's just time to to cleanse the body of drama. And people will very quickly not care about the Cavs when uh, Kevin Love is averaging twenty two and ten, and Colin Sexton is averaging twenty two minutes and ten turnovers um, in a game. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I went with uh, something. I guess it could be similarly cleansing considering the effect it has on your gut half the time, but a shot of Addie Nelson, mm-hmm. um, nothing, no, nothing to be excited for. Um, but you know, sometimes it's necessary and sometimes it's the, it's the hand you're dealt, um, via peer pressure. And, uh, I, I think like, like you mentioned, Cleveland's in for kind of a long season and, um, yeah, they might uh, find themselves taking a few pulls out the attic bottle. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for the cab, I had this is a non-alcoholic pina colada. So Ew. the the scenario the version, here, yeah. yeah, you're you're like on vacation with your family or something, and and one of your relatives is like. Here, hold hold this drink I have, and you're looking at it, and you're like, "This looks like a pina colada. It's it's got the like pineapple on the rim. It's got you know, it's decked out with all the accoutrements and stuff." And then you take a drink of it, and you're like, "Wait, something's missing here." And then it, that thing that's missing is LeBron James. And <laughs> once you realize that, it's it, you're like, "Wow, this this is gonna suck." I, I feel like. Yes, I, I that is that is dead on, and I love it. But what can we do to add to that virgin pina colada that it's also missing something incredibly important, uh, like I like ice or pineapples and <laughs> coconut. Like I feel like they're missing so much from that. Like it's going from someone hands you a drink and they're like, "This is a pina colada," and you're like, "This is in water." Uh, <laughs> um, uh, to the Pistons, uh, what do we have for the boys in Detroit? Uh, I'll I'll start this one off. I I said this is when you go to the bar with with a group of friends, and they have those uh those like giant beer tower things that dispense beer. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you order you order two of them, and you're like drinking the first one, and then you get to the second one, you're like, this is warm and it's not that great. And I was thinking this because those beer towers are are Blake and Andre Drummond, and it's like, what are we doing with both of these guys? Yes, I uh, I just don't see it. Or either of them, some would some would argue. Like, what are you doing right. with either of these pieces? With Blake Griffin set to be owed forty million dollars in a couple of years. I just don't see it. And like they hired Dwayne Casey, <clears throat> which I guess is okay. And they're probably going to shoot a lot of threes, which might be okay because Detroit actually was pretty good at shooting threes last year. It's like they brought Blake in and their offense pretty much tanked as soon as they brought him in. Yeah, uh, he did not. He did not shoot well at all. And I mean, that's important. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to kind of figure things out this year. But I went with Vermouth. Uh, one, because I don't think it's relevant now. And because it's a thing, it had to have been relevant at some point. And I think this team could have worked out like 30, 40 years ago, but definitely not today. And so uh, vermouth is my drink for them. Funny, funny story about vermouth. Um, I, you know, none of us have ever been bartenders, but here we are talking about uh, alcohol so really. But... Uh, Abby has also, my girlfriend has also not been a, a, a bartender ever, but she was a server and her very first time as a server in high school, um, she offered, or like someone asked him what was in this cocktail. And she, she said that it's uh it's a Vermouth cocktail. Um, <laughs> and you know, cause she had just re- read it and had never heard the word vermouth, uh, in her life. And so yeah, Vermouth, um, it might as well be called Vermouth because it's it, like Jordan said, it is irrelevant. I had yeah. for Detroit. Um, so Applebee's has been doing these. Um, oh yeah, these one dollar drink specials for every month, and they started out as margaritas, and it was like uh, Long Island's or something. Um, and now it has continued, and I didn't. I didn't actually know that it had continued until I looked it up um, like three hours ago. And the one dollar drink this month at Applebee's is uh, as a zombie, and the zombie is a mix of rum. 
pineapple, passion fruit, cherry, and lime flavors uh, garnished with a gummy brain. Um, and it's $1 what? at Applebee's all of October. And I think this is my, my connection because uh, Detroit would need to sell $1 uh, zombies at their games to get anyone to come watch them play because they <laughs> that sounds are, like the worst. Yeah, they are so just like what what would get you excited about running Reggie Jackson back uh, one more time to, to <laughs> piss off his teammates and um, seeing Blake Griffin's like career ceiling hit right in front of your very eyes. Like it it is maybe the least interesting team in the league uh, despite not being in the bottom five in terms of talent. Um, so it's, it's, it's a weird deal in Detroit. Yeah. Agreed. Moving on to the Indiana Pacers, uh, the team that that was very close to upsetting the Cleveland Cavaliers in last year's first round, um, kind of came out of nowhere wins, uh, you know, gets, I think the, the four C or the five seed in the East, um, from last season. What do we have with the Pacers? Uh, yeah, I'll start this one off. Um, I went with Angry Balls. And for those who don't know, it's cider, usually Angry Orchard, with a fireball shot in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, if if you were – if you if I were to go back in time and say that this year that was my drink choice for Indiana, I would have thought I was absolutely insane because Indiana last year, going into that season, I thought it was going to be terrible. But they're really fun. Can, can I and, say – Real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at what I had for teams last year, and for Indiana, I just wrote, I don't want to talk about Indiana. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It did not look pretty. No. Yeah, I think like they're they're a fun, solid team going forward. Oladipo, we kind of mentioned him in the Western Conference part a little bit, but I mean, he looks phenomenal and they're gonna be they're just gonna be fun to watch. I'm excited about Indiana. Yeah, I had uh, I had Indiana as Red Stripe, um, just for the the hooray hooray beer, hooray beer. slogan. <laughs> but this one is like hooray basketball. Like <laughs> they are they are just pure basketball joy in the complete absence of expectations because they're in Indiana and like they're kind of an afterthought. But this is a team that that took Cleveland to the brink last year, uh, overperformed on expectations. You had Tyreek Evans. Um, you know, you have Miles Turner growing into it, uh, which is great. And like those two things could put them over the edge. Now they're a second round team in the playoffs in the East. Um, but like it's Indiana. So it's like, yeah, you need Miles Turner to, to really, you know, take the leap. But if he doesn't, who cares? It's Indiana. Yeah. Like Doug McDermott, (laughs) clear flaws as a player doesn't work out. Oh, well, it's Indiana. Uh, other point about Doug McDermott is that he and Bojan Bogdanovic, who are teammates, are the exact same version of each other, but one's the American version, one's the European version, which uh, could make an incredible Hollywood movie um, going forward. They're like the same size, do the exact same thing in basketball courts, um, and uh, are just one's Eastern European and one's from uh, Iowa. Perfect. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, for for Indiana, I had um, the Moscow Mule, because Mm. I... I feel like maybe this was because I had never really been to a bar before I was 21, but I feel like Moscow Mules kind of just exploded onto the scene, and everyone was drinking Moscow Mules. And that's kind of what happened with Indiana last year. And now it just seems like they're kind of going to be a staple, much like Moscow Mules are a staple at pretty much every bar you go to. This is true. Victor Oladipo is awesome, and I love some of the pieces that that they have. Their bench is very good. I love Sabonis. I love Miles Turner. Uh, I think they're going to be right up there at the top of the Eastern Conference this year. I like it. Top four seed? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, tempted. I could see I could see competing for that. Yeah. Playoff lock. Uh, top five yeah. probably, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's up in the air. Um, to, uh, to, to the Heat... What do we have? Caleb, you want to start us off? What do you have for Miami? Yeah, I I had um this is this is the beer your friend really wants you to drink, but you're not quite ready to start drinking yet. And I, I mainly said that because of the the Jimmy Butler trade. It seems like if the Heat were able to get Jimmy Butler, like this team could be very, very good. Um but right now as it stands, it, it seems like they're like not much has changed from, from last year. Um and, and the thing that I thought was kind of interesting about the Heat was 
during during the season last year they played all these different lineups and and tried all these different things and then they got to the playoffs and it was like here Dwayne Wade like help us win this basketball game please uh they kind of got away from what what worked for them the whole year so I think if they're able to add add Jimmy they're going to be really good if if not it seems like they'll probably just be in that six to eight range again in the east yeah I I I like Miami and I think my uh, beverage pick here is more to do with them taking a shot at Jimmy, even if they think maybe the asking price is more than they're originally willing to give up. Um, so I went with like a stadium cocktail. Like it's, yeah, it's 12 bucks and there's only a shot in it, but you just kind of got to say, you know, this is where we're at and this is what we're going to do. Like, I'm going to spend the money here and go out and get this guy and be able to compete for at least the next three or four seasons uh, with anyone in the East. I think if you have Jimmy Butler, one of the best two-way players in the game. I think that's a fantastic analogy, the stadium cocktail, because I, I was thinking the same thing of this team is very expensive. If you look at the payroll, Whiteside at $25 billion a year, uh, Tyler Johnson at 19 both of those guys at the end of this season are going to opt into their contracts for the following year in about 0.002 seconds um, <laughs> because they are vastly overpaid and they know it. Um, I said that the Miami Heat are a very nice, expensive uh, decanter set. You know, that's like this nice glass thing. You put all your booze in. Uh, and you're like, this is great. It looks awesome. A lot of really nice things. Uh, very low on functionality. Uh, you know what pours just as well as a decanter set? The bottle it the comes bottle. in. Um, yes. and I, I would just imagine that if it were up to Miami and they had a kind of a do over, uh, you would have repurposed that money on the white sides and the Tyler Johnson, the decanter set, uh, on some, some real, uh, top end talent. I think it's time for them to do that, uh, in the way of a Jimmy Butler or potentially Kawhi move. Um, keep that in the, in the, wow. in the radar for the middle of the season. Just if, if they're, if they're this active in the Jimmy talks, I could imagine, um, them similarly posing themselves uh, for something around the trade deadline this year. Uh, to the <laughs> Bucks, um, I had the Bucks as okay. So when you're in college and you're like, let's make margaritas, you're like, okay, let's get lime juice, let's get craft tequila, and maybe some Gatorade, and we're <laughs> we're gonna put it together, and that that counts. That's that's technically a margarita. Uh, that that is when you're in college. That's when Joe Prunty is your head coach. Uh, now, when Mike Budenholzer is your coach, you can use the real stuff. And now you have like this real ingredients, this real process at how to make it. Use a blender. Uh, you start, you know, crushing the limes a little bit. Um, you get a little fancy. Put salt in the rim. Mike Budenholzer adding the element of structure, space. He's got John Henson shooting threes. Um, it's, it's the, the space that's going to open up for, for, for Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, in this Bucks team, um, is just going to make him a much better player and that team, a much better team. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the Bucks are when, uh, you start using the real stuff to make margaritas. Yeah. I like that. Um, I, I went with, uh, mimosa rounds or okay. bottomless mimosas. Let's go with that. So, um, Obviously, you're in for a full day of drinking if you're going to start out that early with yeah. bottomless mimosas. So I think it's a good it's a good starter. It's really fun, and um, I think similarly to that, uh, the Bucks, like you mentioned with Budenholzer, Budenholzer, like when he's coming from Atlanta, used to having guys who can shoot along the wings. I think that's going to be really important for uh, Giannis to be able to pass out. And actually hit some shooters and have some space where he can also operate. So yeah, I think they're gonna be a fun team. I like those. Uh, my my Bucks pick was I I said it's it's a kegger and Ooh. it's it's because everyone is there for for the same reason and it's everyone's kind of like relying on the same thing and in this situation like the keg is Giannis. We're all kind of just standing around like hey, hey let's get this going Giannis. Uh I was kind of surprised to see that their win total is at 48 and a half. Uh mm. I, I they won 44 last year that they didn't add a whole lot. I guess that's just based on the fact that people probably think Giannis is going to take another big leap. Um and then Brandon I was surprised you didn't bring this up but uh our guy Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> I'm 
I'm excited to watch him this year. Uh, I think he has the 65 cent bank account. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just a. Uh, I think he's going to be a very good player and and a guy that can definitely space space the floor and knock down some threes. Um, but yeah, where do you guys see the Bucks finishing this year in the East? I think that I think the top three is pretty unassailable. Like for them for them to surpass Philly would is just kind of impossible. Um, as the third team out in the East. And I think, I think that, you know, talent wise, they've got Indiana beat. Um, you know, you kind of go Oladipo versus Giannis. Obviously, you know, there's a clear winner there. And then the rest of the roster, I think, favors Milwaukee as well. Um, so I, I have them pretty solidly, I would think, as the, as the number four team in the East. Yeah. Between three and five, I think that's a good spot. Do you think differently? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think Indiana has. I mean, top to bottom roster. I think Indiana's a little bit better, but it I, it just all comes down to Giannis. I he, we all know how amazing he is. It's and he's taken a huge step every year. I'm I'm curious to see how much higher he can go. And I think I think Budenholzer will definitely help with that. I think they'll get him in in a pick and roll a little more this year. Uh, the Hawks ran a, a ton of pick and roll, so I think with him as a ball handler and maybe sometimes as the role guy, we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. The sky is literally the limit for for Anticopo. Uh Should be fun to the Knicks, right? The 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 yeah. always fun yeah. New York Knicks. What do we have, uh, Jordan? You want to lease off? All right. So I went with Good Vodka earlier for I forget who that was. That was the, Nets. Um, yeah. the Nets. All right. So now I'm I'm with Cheap Vodka. Uh, they're still kind of fun, but they also still kind of suck. Um, <laughs> And uh, I think that plays fairly well. Like I think health has a lot to do with the team this year. Obviously, with Kristaps, seeing how he comes back, hopefully, hopefully healthy, but also not till what like mid-season, mm-hmm. maybe. So we'll see what happens there. But I do like um, what they did in the draft this year. I think uh, Knox is going to be really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if they have. You know, I don't think they have enough pieces around him to. Like it's kind of a weird lineup. You got Burke, and then you you got Frankie Mudiay. Yeah, like some weird, some weird, like large guards uh, trying to play point. Um, we'll see if one of them works out. I actually really like Burke, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not super sold on the Knicks. Yeah, yeah it's okay. it's it's okay. definitely an interesting roster, uh, and and for that reason, I had it's like the the mystery shot at the bar. Have you have you guys ever seen those? Yes. At the rolling log. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yes. That's where I got the idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you were saying, they have some some interesting pieces. It's some pieces that like not in a team setting I kinda like. Like Moody I think could be okay. Some one on one guys. Frank Frankie Smoke. Not in a team setting. Not in a team setting. I kinda like Can't Tim wait Hart to see them in the kinda... big three in ten years. <laughs> yep. They got Pizonia, who I kinda like. It, it's just like all these pieces that individually I, I think could be good, but we'll see how it comes together as a team. And then, like you said, Jordan, the big the big thing is what is Porzingis going to be coming off of that injury? Yeah, yeah I, I went I – th- I thought Jordan and I were on the same track here, uh, but I had uh, the Knicks as choosing two-buck Chuck uh, instead of taking the nine ninety nine bottle of wine. So, like, you know, you're saving money, you're skipping out, you're realizing, you know, we're going to sacrifice a little bit on quality – uh, in order to uh, to set us up better for the future, basically the Knicks just have to kind of let things bleed out, like get Enos Cantor and his eighteen million dollars out of there, get Courtney Lee out of there, get Noah out of there, right? Like just just kind of bleed this this bad Phil Jackson era bad decision making out of the system, uh, and just be, build some real momentum for uh, for a healthy Kristaps Porzingis at the end of this season and then into next season because I think. You you set that up, and someone, whether it's Kevin Durant, um, Kyrie Irving was saying this week he's he's set for life in Boston. Uh, we'll see if that if that holds true. Someone is going to want to come to to the Knicks and save New York basketball. You just have to make the situation somewhat appealing to them, uh, and that will eventually happen, as it did with LeBron going to LA. Um, so you know, Porzingis take as long as you want. The more you lose, the better it's set, set up the 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 following year. Tinder outside of New York City isn't isn't as good as it is there anyways so i don't know why he would he would want to leave they still haven't re-signed him which is interesting 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you got Kevin Knox, uh, Frankie Smokes, Mitchell Robinson looks good. So yeah, it's yeah. the 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 cupboard is is uh, fuller than it has been in a long time for the Knicks, uh, but still still a uh, a bad night tonight NBA product. All right, to um, the Orlando Magic, the the Sacramento Kings of the East. I think oh, it's boy. pretty safe to um, to say there. I think I'm on the Magic here. I have the the Magic as a uh, I once uh, ordered a, a mango habanero beer. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, wow, that sounds amazing. It sounds like something that's never been designed ever before. <laughs> I would love that. Sure, yeah. And you talk yourself into it because it sounds you know revolutionary and something that no one else has ever had. And then you try it and you're like, oh, all right. That is why no one has ever tried that before is because it's <laughs> garbage. Uh, and I think that uh, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Bamba sounds like a mango habanero beer like really exciting man three towers lots of you know action at the rim it just doesn't work like i, I there's not enough there for me to see that that is a a, a working functional piece or f- functional set of pieces for those three especially with no good guard play no good wing play to, to, to help those guys out um but yeah i i, I just don't see I don't see the the full recipe coming out for for Orlando yet, but um, those are three players that I am excited about for for different reasons. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like Orlando, like you said, Sacramento, the East, but the same kind of thing for the last few years, just a lot of jumbled pieces thrown together. So I went with Jungle Juice Mm. and mainly for like the the bad decision making and (laughs) regret that comes with it. so I think that's about all that needs to be said as the, far as Orlando. The Nick Kono jungle juice? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. I had, uh, like, dollar shots. It's just, like, you know, it's it's just terrible. It's still alcohol. Like <laughs> like you said, Brandon, like, they have Gordon. They have Mo Bamba. They have Jonathan Isaac. But it's just, like, what what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. I wrote down. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the Taylor Twelman clip from when the U.S. missed the World Cup. The like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I wrote that down under the Orlando Magic. It, it just seems like they have no plan. Yeah, maybe they're Phoenix West or East. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, some Combo. someone someone this last week tweeted a picture of their like big board similar to how Orlando did that with like all the different guys they wanted to, su- to sign that summer. So it's, <laughs> what did, what did they have? It was a uh, high hybrids. Yeah. 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 It was all, it was like Chandler Parsons and Aaron Gordon and all these guys that they were going to reinvent the league with. Um, I'm totally fine with moving on from Orlando. If you guys are, because there's just, yes. not yeah. A lot. yeah. Uh, Isaiah Briscoe is their point guard. I know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Philly. To the Sixers we go. Uh, Jordan, start us off. Yeah, this one was used earlier, but um, Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, somehow, I don't know what it is about ginger beer, but you can make a Moscow Mule with literally half alcohol, and it can still taste good. Yeah. I yeah, don't understand it. So, uh, I, think I don't it know. Like what, copper mug, too. Maybe. I don't Special even properties. use the copper mug. Oh. Yeah, just throw some lime in it and then some ice, you know the recipe. So I think they can be as good as they really want to be. Um, I think if Fultz has somewhat of a jumper and pans out a little bit, like they could be scary good. Mm-hmm. Um, like just so much talent on that team. We knew all the guys. Um, and then the other big thing is health. Like obviously just Embiid, but they reloaded this year. Yeah. So philly like dangerous as any team in the east the thing with fultz is that fultz really only needs to be as good as tj mcconnell was and this team would be a 50 win team that could contend for for the eastern conference and i i think everyone knows that fultz can do that or more and and like and more very easily within this year and definitely by next year one would hope unless something has gone horribly wrong with him so I, I, I think that that's totally true, and just I, I only say that because they, they played McConnell over him in that Celtics series um, in the in the divisional round last year, uh, or in the semis in the East. But I said that Philly was uh, was the weekend. It's like a you know you're on, it's a multi multi night multi you know drinking night weekend trip, and Philly 
said no to, to taking shots in the first night because they're more about the second night <laughs> than the first night um, or the totality of the trip. And what I mean by that is that Philly did not trade Markel Fultz. They did not trade Saric uh, this summer when it was certainly possible for them to go get Kawhi. And now even uh, you don't even hear their name involved in the Jimmy Bucket stuff. I think that that shows that they are playing the long game and really hoping to uh, to expand this Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, um, just just magical uh, duet that they have with those two guys and, and extend this for as long as possible with those guys. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I blame them. No. Yeah, I had I had for the Sixers. It's just like a a really really good margarita. Like you know you know it's just going to be good. It might not be the best thing on the menu. They might not be the best thing in the Eastern Conference, but you know they're going to be good. You know they're going to be entertaining. And and you guys kind of nailed it with with the Embiid and Simmons stuff. And and those two guys are I think transcendent players in this league and this this is gonna be a really good team for a long time i think yeah yeah i i i'm obviously rooting for uh for Fultz to to pan out and therefore rooting for for philly to pan out because i think those two things are one and the same because they bet hard on him being the uh the linchpin to really bring them up to the to the next level so uh stay tuned with the sixers there uh toronto they um they 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 had kind of a nice, nice off season, right? I think that they're, yeah. they're kind of Oklahoma City of the East of like it was looking so grim at the end of that Cavs series when LeBron wiped in there and just shut, shut the building down, um, and they salvaged that situation into now they look like a team that um, if they could get by Boston, they look like one of the best fit teams defensively to to hang with the Warriors. Yeah, agreed. No, I I think. I went with so my drink for this one. I'll give a little explanation. Was a New Orleans special hurricane. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, could be a lot of fun this year, but possibly short lived. Uh, looking at the short term, uh, like you mentioned, like they could be one of the most potent, fun, good teams coming out of the East this year. Um, but it's just hard for me to look past Kawhi leaving next year, and I think that's like more likely than not. Um, so hopefully they take advantage of what looks to be like a one year run. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you about the Kawhi thing, Jordan, uh, mm-hmm. for my drink though, I, I kind of looked at it just as, as this year in a, in a vacuum. And I, I spent some time on this one. I, I said, this is, this is an older guy who decided that he needs to stop drinking beer and he's going to make the switch over to wine. And mm-hmm. it's, it's maybe because, you know, for some health reasons it's maybe because every time he goes to the bar there's there's just this guy that just drinks him under the table and it's been happening for like five straight years and he can't escape it and finally one day he he goes over to his neighbor's house and he knows this guy he's got a nice wine collection and he's like hey i've got these these pretty solid beers uh would you want to trade them for for one of your bottles of wine and that neighbor was like yeah i've got this one bottle that i'm not getting along with so so (laughs) let's make it and now this guy he's he's all in he's all in on wine and he's really hoping it's gonna work out and it turned out that that uh that guy that was just drinking him under the table at the bar has he's gone now so he's just going to the bar and he's just slamming wine now so we'll <laughs> is this brian we'll see how he <laughs> yeah. goes you just describe your father uh, <laughs> well done that was that was quite the uh you had a whole narrative for for that guy um yeah i had something similar i had the um you know like hair of the dog next next morning you just feel like garbage at, akin to how toronto felt uh, after getting swept by lebron in the Cavs last year uh and someone's like dude let's let's do mimosas and you're like oh, i can't i cannot do that and then you do and afterwards you're like you have this whole new perspective on alcohol and you like think alcohol is like this this like cure-all of course it is the opposite of that but it changes your entire perspective on things even momentarily as jordan said uh, that this this could be the the fix going forward, and I think that that uh, getting Kawhi Leonard did that because I think it just it just kind of revived the pulse uh, in Toronto from you know the you're escaping the DeRozan Lowry ceiling, which was very clear and wasn't going to be good enough to uh, to get out of the East, let alone beat the Warriors. And now you have a team that uh, could could really uh, could really shake it up. Yeah, agreed. No, it seems like it seems like the same thing could be said of Portland if they 
did the same sort of move. <laughs> Are you listening, Neil O'Shea? We want you to do this, <laughs> right? It's time. Um, yeah, yes. good point there. Uh, to the last, it's really weird. We started on the Dallas Mavericks and on the Washington Wizards. Like, it's just so, like, I think if we were to design this podcast on our own and not alphabetically, we would not end on those two teams who are not very exciting. Um, yeah. but here we are with the Wiz. Uh, I don't even know who's, who's up anymore. Um, I'll, I'll start us off with the Wiz. Let's go. Um, and, and for this, I, I said it's an Irish car bomb okay. and, I'm not a very big fan of Irish car bombs, uh, so that kind of what don't you like about drinking curdled Guinness? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what the the Wizards are. It's just like this bad mix of uh, players, and it it was bad last year, and we kind of saw it when John Wall went out how how happy everyone looked and how much better the Wizards were playing. And you know what they did to fix it, guys. They brought in Dwight Howard, and that's surely going to work. And Austin Rivers. No, it's not going to work. So sad. I mean, I, I had Washington, I got mentioned earlier, but I had them as the uh, as the, the friend who continues to ice you over and over. Uh, <laughs> just that you cannot trust this person to just, like, have a nice day without being bothered by, <laughs> by a spin of ice being hidden in the bathroom. By the way, I, nice am, I am this person, so it's it's a little... <laughs> Uh, it's a little tough, but no, it's like you have, if you just list the roster and you didn't think of like, Oh, top to bottom, John Wall, Brad Beal, Otto Porter, Markeith Morris, Dwight Howard, Kelly Oubre, Sadoransky looked good. They brought in Austin Rivers. They need that secondary ball handler. You're like, this team could really do something. And then you remember that this is the wizards and you cannot let yourself get fooled by this because that something will go wrong, um, with this team. And, and kind of already has. Like, you see the John Wall, like, fat yeah. stuff, him showing up out of shape, and it's just like, this can't happen already. When you sign Dwight Howard and you're already having this this specter over you, um, you just need, like, a flawless offseason. And for, for Troy Brown, the, the first-round pick, to say that no one had reached out to him, like, a month after he got drafted. <laughs> That's wild. It was, I was like, this cannot be happening, that you're locked wow. into to to Porter, Beal, and Wall for the next three years at least, and this is the culture that you have. Like, it's... it's. Yeah. Do not get fooled by the Washington Wizards because they will bite you in the hand. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I went with... I went with a vodka soda because, like, your friend's like, all right, I, I get your first drink. You have moments to decide what you want. They're like, well, drinks are three bucks. What do you want? Okay, rum and Coke. Bartender's like, oh, no, we're we're out of rum or whatever all right what's the next thing on your mind like i guess i'll have a vodka soda like it's just not what you want but you're gonna get it for whatever price whatever cheap price it is like i i totally agree washington they're like they need to shake things up there's no way around it at this point like they need to move on deal from a column let's do it <laughs> i don't know if that does anything for attitude yeah um, i don't yeah yeah, it's 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 so weird. I, it, very similar teams um, in purgatory. Although I wish, I think Portland would love to have a player like Otto Porter. Um, I agree. Yeah, uh, that might be what separates those two teams. So yeah, it's it's a it's a weird deal in Washington, um, as it has been for basically five years. I think if we're if we're looking at yeah. since since Beal got there, uh, yeah. gentlemen, that's it. That's that's thirty teams in wow. a little over two hours. We uh we we did it. We did it. Feels good. It does. It does. I can exhale. <laughs> I, I, this is this is a momentous achievement by us. Um, we did it before the season started. We coordinated schedules with with our boy Jordan being thoroughly immersed in grad school and and us having yes. having productive lives on top of that. So thank you guys for for making this happen. Thanks to uh, to anyone who's listening for for sticking with us this long. Um, hopefully we made you thirsty and got you ready for the NBA season. Uh, any uh, just bold predictions on the way out? Oh, bold predictions. Well, who, who's your MVP of the league? Giannis. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, um, I got KD this year. Interesting. Yeah, I was I was thinking KD. I I think uh, we. We could see Russell Westbrook reemerge back into it, huh? Yeah. Rookie of the year. Uh, Kevin Knox. Woo! I like that. Um, 
I'm going to say Luka Doncic. I'll go Aiden. Yeah, okay. Probably should have done that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the Suns could be a disaster, as we mentioned earlier. So The Warriors in how many games in the in the finals? Uh, the, I'm, I'm saying it goes seven. Wow. I see, uh, the Bulls are, think... are going to take the Warriors to seven, Jordan says. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I say six over the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all on the same same train there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is too bad. Uh, <laughs> all right, that'll that'll do it. Uh, we'll we'll definitely keep you posted with uh, with some more some more wacky stuff throughout the throughout the season, trying to uh, to reflect on kind of maybe let's do some quarter stones, quarter halfway, maybe thirds. Uh, we'll see, but yeah. we'll, we'll definitely you'll hear from us one more time at least. Uh, before the all-star break and then and they keep going from there uh all right guys uh thanks take it easy uh well done thank you thank you all right peace out later boys thanks a million to jordan and caleb for their hard work coming up with all these analogies it's not easy folks and uh thank you all for listening to this tell a friend next time you're talking about the nba to tell them to listen to the pod We'd really appreciate it. Enjoy the season. Peace.